Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. You're listening to the Podmania Pro Wrestling Podcast. Just a sample of the best pro wrestling podcasts we could produce on our tiny budget. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, at Podmania, YouTube, and Instagram, at The Real Podmania. If it's wrestling you want, check out more of our great content at www.podmania.weebly.com. Let's do this. Ah, oh, Cheshire! Don't you dare be sour, clap, for your not-so-famous host and feel the power. It's the young lion, yes it is. Hello, Rob. <laughs> wow, that was exuberant. <laughs> that... I've run out of tag team one day. Well, one can hope. One can hope. <laughs> <laughs> it's when I start doing tag mission no-code impressions, that's when we have to stop it. That's when we have to stop, yes. that That's apparently the line. I'm very well, though, thank you. How are you? Yeah, fine. It's been a long day. <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it to that then. Yeah, <laughs> fine. <laughs> Kill me. So we have such so much to go about because apparently we thought we could take it easy these next two weeks. We had a nice little retro review. We were going to shit on WCPW, which was going to be really fun. We were actually meant to do that in Blackpool, but things stopped that. And now just apparently everything has decided to happen. All at fucking once. And half of it is old news, but we haven't talked about it yet. Yeah, it's... Um, to say that this is a news-filled you know, passage of time is ridiculous. Usually this is a time where wrestling fans sort of... They're still, they're still recovering from Wrestle Kingdom, and you know we, we endure Fantastica Mania. Um, <laughs> it's fun, right? Fantastica Mania is fun. I like seeing, obviously, him on our guys. It's one of the only chances I get, unless your name is Dragon Lee. I repeat, we endure Fantastica Mania. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Chi has been doing really well. I mean, they've got to build him up. He's challenging for the IC title. He's not going to win it, but he's challenging for it. I mean, he pinned Naito, and he's pinned Osprey. So fucking. He's underrating Tai Chi. I have never known anyone get as snotty about Tai Chi as you get when someone abuses him. Because he is amazing, and he isn't appreciated in his time. He's the Vincent Van Gogh of wrestling. You heard it first here, folks, that Tai Chi <laughs> is the Vincent Van Gogh of wrestling. Unappreciated yeah, no. in his time, Tai Chi. I mean, honestly, mate, you have drawn some absolutely fucking bizarre <laughs> parallels in your time on this podcast. That's up there with the most ridiculous thing you've ever said. <laughs> what is the most ridiculous thing I've ever said? Um, I mean, there's plenty. I mean, the intro is one of them. I... I... But I routinely compare people to Trevor Murdoch, so I see what you mean. But what's on the agenda today, Rob? We have so much and you have all the notes. I mean, to be honest, ladies and gentlemen, just to give you some indication of just how much we have to talk about, I've collated my notes and it took me over 45 minutes just to collate all the notes that I'd already made for this podcast. In Rob's defence, about two minutes of that was him, was him typing another 10 minutes every few minutes. Yeah, there was, there was a lot. I mean, if you look at just All Elite Wrestling, we've got so much we could talk about there. But we've also got the future of Kenny Omega and Kushida. We've got Ring of Honor changing the way they do contracts, which is very interesting. We've then got some Ring of Honor news. We've got some injury updates. We've got the schedule being released for New Beginning, as well as another US show being added. And then we've got a retirement we need to talk about, and a retirement match being announced for New Japan Road in February. So... Lots to talk about, Chris. Yes, absolutely a lot to talk about. So, shall we start with All Elite Wrestling? Yeah, why not? May as well get that fucking elephant out of the way. I'm yeah. sick of hearing about it, but okay. Yeah, I think it's safe to say that this is definitely the elephant in most wrestling chat rooms. Um, so, for those, I can't see how you wouldn't know, but All Elite Wrestling has been confirmed. It was confirmed before Wrestle Kingdom. And the rally took place on the 8th of January at the Jacksonville Jaguars Stadium. Literally a stone's throw away from where SmackDown was taking place. I don't think for a minute that that was a coincidence. 
Anyway, there we had a couple of announcements. We had a lot of roster confirmations, obviously the books, Cody, Hangman Page, but we also had big announcements, people like Chris Jericho, which is a ma- People are underestimating just how big a signing that is. You've then He's got Pac. Literally the biggest free agent in the world. Like You can get much bigger of someone who's still wrestling and not in WWE than Chris Jericho. Exactly, exactly. And his signing is interesting in more ways than one, and we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. But then you've also got Pac, mm-hmm. which was a huge thing. He came into the arena still wearing his wrestling gear, apparently came straight from Dragon Gate. Um, <laughs> and the whole fight over, he just didn't have time to change. Which just like, is, I, just, I'll ask Gaff, but I think that's just something we do in Newcastle, just walk around half naked. As a Newcastle United fan, I can attest that, yes, that is all that we do. We walk around <laughs> half naked, we turn up to work topless. It, it gets us in a lot of trouble, but never mind. Um, they also announced MJF, SoCal Uncensored, Good Hearts, uh, Brandy Rhodes, Britt Baker, Britt Baker. Penelope yeah. Ford. But along with that, they also announced um, they were engaged in a relationship with Oriental Wrestling Entertainment from China. Um, I don't know a lot about them. I've seen GIFs, um, and it looks extremely exciting. It's an interesting partnership. There are also rumoured partnerships with the following companies. DDT, AAA, Wrestle One and PWG. Interesting. I am all for a fucking DDT partnership for the West. I don't think the West is ready for DDT. I fucking love DDT. It's it's going to be interesting. It's definitely going to be interesting. In the middle of a match, once they stop, uh, the referee stopped counting at three, and then it turned to reveal the wrestler who was being pinned, and the ref had a love affair. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> I mean, I mean that's just going to be incredible. It's just going to be incredible. Um, but on top of this, then, they also announced the follow-up to All In, uh, Double or Nothing taking place on May 25th in Las Vegas at the MCM Grand Garden Arena. Um, now, a few more updates have followed this. This has caused waves across the wrestling world. WWE is certainly starting to feel it with the revival and rumoured uh, the Canellis is both asking for their release. I think the Revival are a certainty to leave. I, I'm not sure about the Canellis. Maria Canellis well, is taking to Instagram. Twi- if you look at their Twitters, Maria is always just going off with pictures of Mike's just going, why the fuck is this guy not on TV? Well, I was listening to a podcast um, on Saturday and an interesting stat came up. He has appeared on three Smackdowns since he debuted, and he debuted um, at Money in the Bank at uh, 2017. Yeah, but what you can't really need to remember is that he went into rehab about two weeks after because he didn't tell WWE he had these problems until after he was signed. Well, that is if you believe the WWE or whether you believe Maria Canales, who was recently taken to Twitter to say, well, actually, he never went into rehab. He was rehabbing with me on the road. I don't know who to believe. Uh, you know, I'm not saying I don't believe Maria, but you know, in this case, WWE doesn't have a reason to lie. They don't. They don't have a reason to lie, and that's what's making it slightly, you know, slightly interesting that I, there are many, many outlets reporting as well as that they've asked for their release at the time. Mike, at the time, Mike saying he was in rehab. It's just, I, do, I don't. I think this is one case where they might be not. I mean, they're not doing too badly. Mike was on 205 for about a week. Um, <laughs> they're going to be in the upcoming 2K19 DLC. Like, literally the least interesting people in that DLC, but okay. In yeah. a DLC with Lacey Evans. but Yeah, I mean, but also they've announced the signing, or Elite Wrestling, that is. They've also announced another signing of Jungle Boy, uh, Nate Coy, <laughs> the son of actor Luke Perry. I know absolutely nothing about Jungle Boy. Chris. Yeah, I know, fuck off. Yeah, I was just going to say, as our resident indie correspondent, I was sort of hoping you would know more about him than I did. Um, UK indie's not US, I'm afraid. Okay, well, basically, what I was going to ask you, Chris, was, and, you know, there's there's rumours that um, this whole, they're not going to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. There's a lot of people assuming that's just a work, and New Japan have announced that they are going to be continuing their partnership with Ring of Honor, which makes perfect sense. They've got the Madison Square Garden show coming up in April. Um, but there are a lot of people also saying that the whole thing with Ring of Honor will will end after the Madison Square Garden show and they will announce a partnership with All Elite. What's your opinion on that? 
I don't think New Japan are so petty that they won't have more than one relationship in each territory. I mean, they're on friendly terms. Like, they're officially endorsing Grab Pro over here, but they'll send people like Ishii or Suzuki over to OTT. Or, like, in America, they'll send Ishimori to Impact. They'll work with anyone who isn't going to fuck them. And so I think they will keep a Ring of Honor relationship going because they can get they get a lot out of Ring of Honor. They basically get half the Super Junior field from Ring of Honor. So honestly, I think breaking off from Ring of Honor isn't on the cards for them. I can see there being an orally an orally partnership, but definitely not breaking off of Ring of Honor. They they can all coexist. That's what I think. That's what I believe. Now, the reason I did this, if you haven't already listened to uh, Chris Jericho's podcast documenting his journey through New Japan, it's it's an, it's a really, really interesting listen. I highly recommend it to anyone. It's just him talking for an hour, and it's possibly the most interesting podcast I've ever listened to. And he says that he is not finished in New Japan. Now, in my opinion, this sort of highlights that there could potentially be future sort of... Uh, re- relationships between All Elite and Chris Jericho because he wants to take on Tanahashi. He called out Tanahashi in the post uh, Wrestle Kingdom 13 uh, press conference. But also, more than that, it sort of fits in with the next topic of news, really. Um, and I'm going to link all this in with the biggest free agent in the entire world. You mentioned Chris Jericho. Kenny Omega, whose contract is very, very short to expire with New Japan. And it looks like he is done with the company if you take his recent comments to Tokyo Sports at face value. Um, he says, I take full responsibility for the loss. Talking about his loss to Tanahashi at Wrestle Kingdom 13. He says, there is no real place for me to fit. So it's best for me not to be in New Japan Pro Wrestling. I can't be there working under Tanahashi. I don't think he surpassed me. Don't think he's better. If we can, I want to face him again. But I need time away and not just from New Japan. Now, of course, we've got the Royal That's very kayfabe It's extremely kayfabe And let's not forget that Kenny Omega did the exact same thing after Wrestle Kingdom 11. Mm. So... I'm taking this with a pinch of salt. I do think that he will end up in All Elite Wrestling as opposed to the WWE. Um, even if the WWE are offering absolutely ridiculous money, I don't think Omega will be afforded the same creativity he's afforded in New Japan and will be afforded at All Elite Wrestling. I think he's doing this to build suspense. He's doing this so that people are talking about him, which is absolutely, you know, absolutely the right thing to do. I still think if he signs with All Elite Wrestling, he will still do big dates with New Japan. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't see. I can't see him going to WWE. Just I can see WWE wanting him. But I can see as soon as he gets there, like not pushing him or having like an AJ situation where he has him as enhancement for the stars until we realize how good he is about a year later. It's just I can't imagine. And again, I said the same thing about AJ when he was rumored. Yeah, and I said the same thing about Nakamura, and only one of them came. Really good because I refuse to acknowledge Nakamura in WWE. Um, but yeah, it's probably All Elite if he's going somewhere that's not not um, New Japan. Um, All Elite, or he might pull a pack and just go where he finds it most fun. So that'll probably be DDT. But <laughs> the chance of fair, Kenny Omega signing an exclusivity deal with DDT are very very slim. But he he has such a draw among the whole wrestling world. He is enough to bring dis like AJ did, bring disenfranchised fans back to WWE, um, to bring um, outside of its fans into more Japanese wrestling. If like if he turned up in all Japan or Noah, which is not even rumored, but like if he did, that that would bring eyes to the product, much like much like Pac did for NXT. He he apart from AJ Styles has the most negotiating power of anyone in wrestling right now. So it's, it's exciting to see where he'll turn up, and I'll definitely be watching where he turns up. But you just can't know. It's Kenny. He, he's a very unpredictable character. It's Kenny Omega. He is absolutely. You know where he won't turn up is Ring of Honor because fuck that place. He won't turn up in Ring of Honor. Um, Ring of Honor. I've certainly made signings, and we'll certainly get into that in a moment. Um, but. Um... I don't. WWE is unfo- unfortunately they're in a position where their reputation with talent from Japan sort of precedes them. I mean, you yeah. look at Nakamura. Yeah, sure, Nakamura can be blamed as much as the WWE. You know, he has but okay, title Hideo. matches. Um, Hideo, Hideo Itami, Akira Tozawa, 
Um, the you know the good brothers for God's sake. Finn Balor is finally getting a push on the main roster. AJ Styles is probably the only success story on the main roster of talent from Japan. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's that's not a good look when you are trying to sign. You know the the biggest, the biggest free agent stars in wrestling. Japan. Yeah. Exactly. Kenny Omega, if he turned up at the Royal Rumble, which I don't think he will do, in fact, I'm, I'm going to go balls out and say there's absolutely no way he's turning up at the Royal Rumble. Willing to put a bet on there, Rob? Uh, yes, I will bet you £20 that he does not turn up at the Royal Rumble. Okay, I'm not giving you £20 if he does turn up, if he doesn't turn up, because I, I was hoping you'd do some, some stupid punishment like I did with Jericho at um, Bound for Glory. Right. Well, we'll we'll come back to that definitely. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I I can't see him turning up in WWE. Um, I just don't think the creativity no. is there for it. Again, we said the same thing about Styles Nakamura and um, the club three um, three years ago when they came in. So, like anything can happen. It was it was more cut and dry that AJ was leaving. It was far more cut and dry that AJ was leaving. There was you know a very obvious storyline with Omega kicking him out of the Bullet Club at New Year Dash, you know. There was more there, you know, there was it was announced that Nakamura wouldn't be signing a new contract. It hasn't been announced that Omega hasn't. It's just Omega talking to Tokyo Sports. Tokyo Sports, I would quickly like to point out, is a magazine known for furthering kayfabe. So, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not going mean, to take this article with anything. As an example of kayfabe, Naito won... Um, technician of the year, so. which was just which was baffling. Um, anyway, what I want to say was, and this is the final thing we're going to talk about with all elite wrestling because every podcast under the sun has talked about all elite wrestling and everything else. We're slightly slow on the uptake, but nevertheless, how does this go? I mean, honestly, you've got two ways it could go. You've got WCW, which in fact you've got three ways it can go. WCW which went under because they just they had more money than sense. They didn't have the, you know, they said, we'll give you everything you want, and then they couldn't handle the ego, you know, <clears throat> Hulk Hogan. Uh, you've got TNA, who at one point weren't challenging the WWE, were certainly a viable alternative in 2006, 2007, and then spaffed that up the wall, <clears throat> Hulk Hogan. Um, <laughs> All Elite Wrestling could go one of those two ways. They could go under if they sign, you know, there's rooms that Dolph Ziggler is up with his contract. They don't need Dolph Ziggler. If they just become a hotbed for washed up WWE talent, they aren't going to challenge WWE. Uh, the thing is, though, Ziggler would have a bit of heat around him because he has had a decent year. It's not like when TNA signed Val Venus and had him go over Christopher Daniels, you know. So Dolph Ziggler is still a solid hand. It's... And until they have a TV deal, we can't know how this is going. They have, they say they have been talking with a lot of TV stations, but negotiations break down. And and so sorry, I don't see the Cody or the Bucks being the best. Maybe Cody, but not the Bucks. I don't see them being the best negotiators. So, I, until there's a TV deal, I'm not getting excited. As much as much as there's not a bad member of that roster, like. Some, even down to like the smaller people, like Joe, well, no, Joe Dranella's not smart, but like MJF, who's just been doing great work with NLW. It's very hard to get excited without this is what's happening, and we're not getting that until probably all or nothing. So, yeah, it's um, double or nothing. You mean? Yeah, sorry. Uh, yeah, sorry about that. Um, yeah, I. The best thing they can do is not look to compete with the WWE. You're not going to put the WWE yeah. out of business. There's, sim- there's simply no way. This is a multi-billion-dollar corporation. There's absolutely you should, no you way. You should strive to be somewhere where wrestlers will want to sign. Exactly. You should want to good... be a viable alternative, which is what Cody has said. Mm-hmm. Which makes the yeah, perfect not financial sense. Yeah, because um, honestly, if you keep being a good, um, a good alternative, people will start turning to you more. That's, don't try and be the same product as WWE to try and get um, more attention. Cough, cough, impact. Um, who, by the way, have been making very impact moves recently, but that's not for this podcast. Uh, <laughs> fucking crimson and brown. But uh, <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Um, yeah, it's very hard to get excited about the knowledge of what TV deal they have. Yeah. So, from All Elite Wrestling competing with the WWE, or not competing to WWE, to someone who is actually leaving New Japan, 
to become part of the WWE roster. Um, we talked about in our Wrestle Kingdom review about how when Kushida and Will Ospreay fist bumped, it looked potentially like this could be Kushida's swan song. And it turns out it is. Kushida is leaving New Japan after nine years on the roster and will be going to Pastures New, which is heavily, 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 heavily rumoured to be the WWE. His contract isn't up until the 29th, and because he hasn't kicked up a fuss, and because he's basically done the jobs as he's been asked to, after all, he went, you know, Taiji Shimori went over him clean at Wrestle Kingdom, um, he's been given his dream match. He said his dream match was to have a one-on-one -on -one singles match with Hiroshi Tanahashi, and that will be happening on the Road 2 show on the 29th of January, which is a really, really good sort of departing gift from New Japan. It's good to see that there's no bad blood between the yeah, two. Yeah, ex except Tana isn't known for being very giving to juniors when he he's in the ring with them. I'm like, sure he went one-on-one -on -one with, he, he one -on -one with Dada, and he's done the job once, and then during a match, they didn't even grant him a title match, and it was over in less than 10 minutes. To be honest, the fact that he's giving Kushida this match, and after all, you know, we know Tanahashi's not going to do the job for Kushida. Yeah. Kushida's eating the pin. Um, but the fact that they are giving Kushida, the fact that Kushida has come out and said, this is my dream match, Tanahashi <laughs> has got somewhat of an ego, if you believe rumours, and to have his ego massaged slightly like he's had with Kushida, I'm sure it will be a fantastic match, and I'm sure that even if he doesn't do the job for Kushida, it will still be a monumental occasion. I'm sure a very mm. emotional, emotional time. But a little bit more of rumor has emerged about what, well, what contributed to Kushida wanting to leave. Apparently, if you believe rumors, Kushida wanted to turn heel at the start of 2018 and join the Bullet Club. Um, he was told no, in no uncertain terms. The reason being that they the main roster, or the New Japan Army, or whatever you want to call people who aren't in factions. Yeah, Sukigans needed a sort of a, a linchpin junior. I mean, at that point, um, the Bullet Club had Marty Scurley. Shimori didn't debut till afterwards. You'd got um, LIJ with Hiromu and Bushi. You've got Suzuki Goon with Desperado, Kanemaru, and Taka. And you'd got... Um, who else have I missed? Chaos with Will Ospreay. There you go. Yeah. Um, honestly, I think it was a bit... But there was no way they were going to turn him heel because what other alternatives to the second guns have? Basically, Liger, Tiger, and um, Taguchi. All of which are sort of openness nowadays. Yeah. Um, honestly, that's... I, I can see people... Because people... He's a failed ace, is Kushida. Like, he... Can't draw in a building bigger than Kurikan, which in, in like WWE terms, it's like if you can only draw people to the NXT arena. Just so turning him heel might work, but at the same time, it wouldn't sort of help the personality vacuum that he is. Yeah, I don't mean to shit on Kushida here, but like, there's he, I, I can't see him pulling off a heel turn, I can't see him um, being in Bullet Club, and I sure as fuck. Um, can't see him, can, cannot see that making his career any better because that would have been a career move. Just going, oh, just put me in the Bullet Club. That stinks of when just random people would join the NWL. Like it would make no real sense. Like he's not a good fit for Bullet Club. Like I, if that's the actual reason, he, if that's the only reason he's leaving, I think he's a bit dumb in that respect because you're basically leaving one relatively strong junior division to join a junior division that's not even featured on main shows whether it's actually the sole reason he left or whether it's a contributing factor um if it's a contributing factor then fine but yeah like, he's not going to get better he's the ace of a de decent division he's not going to get that anywhere else he goes unless he goes to like ring of honor to be like the tv champion which he's already been yeah, and to be fair, um, he's never, he's not especially other when he goes places. He's sort of like, oh, that's cool, because she's on the card. He'll do something cool. Because, again, people are just chanting shite Kenny Williams at him in Edinburgh, and he, he didn't get any sort of pop, mostly because he was in the ring, same ring as Naito, who had just won the G1, but still. How he's do you not, think he's going to do in WWE? He's going to be a d really good hand on 2 or 5. The problem is, there's so many great wrestlers on 205 and again Kushida's for just a tiny unless he's against the right opponent like Osprey he's the tiniest miss bit bland when you put him up against someone like a Skull or a um, Taguchi or someone who's like kill 
over, but not the best. He, he, you just sort of stop caring about his match. Or Bushi, for, for that matter. Like, he, he needs the right person. And on 205, what, you have Cedric, Murphy, um, Tony Nice. I'm trying to think of, like, the best workers who can make Cheetah um, interesting. Maybe only ones. Gulak, maybe. I'm not, oh, Dea. I'm not a massive roster watcher of 205. He might be the best person to answer this. I mean, obviously, you had Mustafa Ali until he moved up to SmackDown. Yeah, I was about, about to say he was the most interesting person until he went up. Yeah. He was like the Osprey of um, 205. Buddy Murphy is an extremely interesting watch. Um, mm. And I really like him as Cruiserweight champion. He has a great moveset, but again, the in between bits of moves can hurt him a little bit. Yeah, um, the the concern is that Kushida is going to get lost in the shuffle. And Dave Meltzer says wonderfully that he's going to have a fantastic run on NXT and then he's going to go up to 205 and be completely lost in the shuffle. It'd be awesome. There's people, like, for example, right now Keith Lee isn't even making takeovers and Keith Lee is a bigger prospect than Kushida. Yeah, I agree. So, like, he's got, going to be lost in the shuffle wherever he was. Like, he left... He's leaving a place where he's basically one of what three contenders. Who else is gonna? But like this, the new, but thanks to injuries and call ups, the junior division is so anemic right now in New Japan that they have Taguchi challenging for the title. So I know I don't think it's the best of moves for him. I think he, this has been in his head for a while. Like I, I think he'd be better going to another place in Japan than he would be going to somewhere. But he has said he loves wrestling in the US, so that it does kind of make sense. But if you it turns up on two or five, who's going to know him? Like your standard SmackDown audience, who's going to know him? Because it's mostly kids and families. Yeah, and I mean, much as I would love to see a Kushida Hideo Itami fight, you know, the smart I am. Who else is going to be able to, you know, get invested in that? How many people on two, you know, at two hundred five live when he debuts after SmackDown at the end of two hundred five live in front of a tired audience who've got mm. no idea who he is? What kind of debut is that? I know it's not the. It, I don't think this was the best move for him. I, I, I would just say that. Yeah, and it's a shame that he's leaving. Um, I think it leaves a gaping, gaping, gaping. Well, there's hole. no ace now. There's no ace. No. Are, are the only two people who could be aces right now in New Japan at both heels? Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting come best of the Super Juniors, let's put it that way, because... Yeah, they, they struggle to find 16 people as it is. Yeah, and we'll have, a, we'll have a look at some people who could potentially be, you know, filling up those numbers later on in a moment. Um, but something that really interested me was the contracts of New Japan. Now, previously to this, contracts in New Japan went from the end of January to the end of January. So people were mm -hmm. giving one-year rolling contracts. This made Gado's job incredibly difficult as he wanted to book storylines maybe two years, even even occasionally three years in advance. And was oh, yeah, able there's to... massive. Yeah. There's massive. These storylines roll on. Like Honestly, I think they hot-shotted the Bullet Club thing because they knew Kenny was leaving. Which, you know, is extremely it's an extremely difficult position to find yourself in as Booker trying to book these situations mm -hmm. and not knowing whether the talent is still going to be there in 12 months' time. However, things seem to be changing. Now, at the moment, Juice Robinson, the current IWGP United States Heavyweight Champion, um, has been signed to a three-year deal, a multi-year deal, the same as Rocky Romero, who was announced earlier this year, and Chase Owens. So, of, of, of all the people to fucking lock down, I understand Juice, but fucking Rocky Romero and Chase Owens. Well, for my money, what does Rocky Romero do? I mean, Rocky Romero is commentary and an opening six-man tag man. Yeah, he and sometimes he comes. He also he also contributes for theme music for Rapunzel 3K. You know that fucking classic. Uh, well, you know, it must take him ages. 3K are on the way. Yeah, it must have taken him ages to write the lyrics to that song. <laughs> Um, I mean, don't get me wrong, when he was with Rapongi Vice, he was a very, very good hand. And, you know, we've yeah. just talked about how the junior the junior division is anemic. We may end up seeing him in the best of the super juniors, yeah? Oh, Lord. Um, but it's, it's interesting. And it's good to see that New Japan are beginning to change their ways. You know, 
People mm. are worrying about, say, Okada. Okada has already been tied down to a multi-year deal. You know, he is mm. not on a one-year rolling contract. And Jesus Christ, if New Japan lost Okada, it doesn't even bear thinking about. Someone else who is making waves in the whole wrestling side, and this is all in the fallout of Wrestle Kingdom. Jesus Christ, it's like a transfer window in football. It's just, right, Wrestle Kingdom's yes, happened. Totally Every fucker needs to buy people. So, um, anyway, Ring of Honor, who are obviously currently engaged in a relationship with New Japan, they have announced recently the signings of Bandido, Dragon Lee, and Rush. Dragon Lee and Rush, obviously, only their American exclusivity. So, in America, they can only compete for Ring of Honor. They are big, big signings. And coupled with mm-hmm. Brody King and PCO... Who Ring are of both Honor, amazing. They're both fantastic. Ring of Honor seem to be heading in the right direction. I know, but essentially, I think what's happened, they've lost the five biggest, most paid people in there from the Bullet Club. And they're like, you know what? We have like a million fucking dollars to spare now. <laughs> We're just going to sign all these people. And it's the right move because like Bandido is like hot enough to draw eyes, but also not too hot to overtake your entire product. Um, Dragon Lee, if he's not doing that fucking Steenalyzer, he's fine. <laughs> and I, I'll admit I haven't seen a lot of Rush, so I can't speak for Rush. But I feel slightly sorry for MLW because they're starting to get raided right now for both AEW and <laughs> Ring of Honor. Yeah, they're certainly starting to feel the pinch. Though, you know, MLW are full of money, so expect mm. them to announce some big signings soon as well, probably from the UK indie scene at this rate. Um, mm. Oh, because Haskins has been signed as well. Yes, to Ring of Honor. Another big, big signing. Both of which, Bandido and Mark Haskins, are part of Juice Robinson's new stable, Lifeblood, who is, at the moment, Juice Robinson, David Finley, Bandido, Tracy Williams, Mark Haskins, and Tennille Dashwood. So, you know, it's nice to see that Juice and David Finley are... Yeah, exactly. It's nice to see they're getting some more exposure on American TV, to be perfectly honest. Get some eyes on New Mm. Japan. Because after all, they've just announced another fucking New Beginnings show in America. So <laughs> with Juice Robinson probably headlining one of them with the American belt, you need to get some eyes on him so people know who the fuck he is. Who could possibly go against him? Who's not on the Japanese shows? It'll be Beretta. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. That can't headline the show. You say that, and... I'm going to disagree with you because the match that, and I know it was against Kenny Omega. I know it was against Kenny Omega, and it's a complete yeah. No, I'm, not, I'm not saying I am not saying because they are bad workers. I am saying because they're not draws. I understand they've already sold out, but like that, that's a bit. That's if you put that as your first main event, no matter how good it is, that's going to kill people coming to your next show. Well, we'll talk a bit about the new beginning in the US shows in a moment because I do want to talk in a bit more detail about those because the two first two dates have sold out. Um, hence the need for a third one. Um, I'm interested in Bandido and Dragon Lee. Um, Bandido yeah. apparently was touted extremely, extremely highly by the WWE, who offered him a lot of money to sign for them. But he signed with Ring of Honor when Ring of Honor simply just offered him more money. And apparently not only did they offer him more money, but he had the option then, when he's with Ring of Honor, to be to have more exposure in Japan. It opens doors for him into New Japan Pro Wrestling, which is cited as a reason he took the deal at Ring of Honor. So it's That's almost smart. a it's almost a certainty, I think, that we are going to see Bandido at least in Best of the Super Juniors. Now, with well, Dragon Lee, yeah, it has me extremely excited as well. It seems that Dragon Lee, with his exclusivity rights in the US being signed to Ring of Honor, it seems that Dragon Lee is also another one that is going to be in the Best of the Super Juniors. Dragon Lee, when he's not breaking the he's going to be there. Pardon? I, I think they've come to that. Oh. I think they've come, when New Japan have come to that Dragon Lee's not dangerous. It was mostly just a freak accident because, quite frankly, Frankly, he's but he's liked in Japan, and he had some of the best matches during the Super Juniors this year. So I, it would be stupid not to bring him back, just to keep him away from Taka. They keep trying to kill each other. Yeah, maybe maybe just put them in different blocks, and then have Dragon Lee not win his block. Yeah. Um. So there are two very very solid hands that are almost near certainties to get into Best of the Super Juniors. Who else could who else from Ring of Honor could go in, seeing how there's not much in. New Japan that could go in. Um, um, Gresham. Gresham would be a massive, massive thing. Gre- Don't forget. Imagine Gresham versus um, Taka. 
yeah, it'd be fantastic. Be absolutely fantastic. And Gresham finally seems to be making some waves on the indie scene away from mm-hmm. Ring of Honor as well. So that's all. Oh, his matches in progress have been fantastic. Yeah, he's a, he's a fantastic competitor, and I'm, I am I am completely sure that if he is in Best of the Super Juniors, he will be absolutely outstanding. Imagine him against you know, Ishimori, against Takahashi yeah. if he makes it, against Bandido, against you know even against people Show. like Liger. Shingo. Oh, Liger's on Super Juniors. He's had his last Super Juniors. Oh, has he? Um, I yeah. Against um, Shingo, you know though. You know what we should start doing is pulling from Repro, seeing how we have the J-Cup there. So who have you got there? Oh, Phantasmo? Yeah, Chris Brooks. Yeah. Kid Like Us. Yeah, they can't call on ACH, who seems to be their calling, you know, their go-to when it comes to junior things, because he's now signed with the mm-hmm. WWE. Um, uh, oh, we have Robbie Eagles. I keep forgetting about Robbie Eagles. Oh, of course, Robbie Eagles. Um, so, to be honest, there's actually a wealth of talent they could call on through their relationships with, and don't forget, they've also yeah, got a relationship with CMLL. Really... Yeah, but then that leaves like three people who could win because they're not going to have an outsider win. No. No, they're not going to have an outsider win. And this all this all hinges on whether Taka makes it back in time. Mm-hmm. Which we're going to get onto now because WrestleZone has announced that through their website that Shibata is still fighting the injury. He still wants to wrestle. He still wants to return to the ring, despite the doctors pretty much saying that he is never going to wrestle again, which is extremely it's, sad. The thing is, though, I don't want to see him wrestle again. Like, he he fucking almost died. Like, it was a crying moment when he came out of the G1 finals just to tell people he was alive. Like, Jesus Christ. It's like, that headbutt just... No, Shibata. No. Like, then again, I was the same when Brian came back, but now I'm completely fine. Like, he'd need to adjust his style when Shibata comes back. Yeah. I mean, WrestleZone have said, this is a quote from their article, uh, the saddest news of the bunch concerns Katsuyori Shibata. The veteran wrestler has been out ever since suffering a brain injury due to taking a headbutt while dehydrated. Despite doctors continuing to say that he'll never be cleared to wrestle again, Shibata is training for a comeback and pushing forward. I mean... That headbutt that he gave to Okada still haunts my nightmares. The sound that made was like a baseball bat. It's one of those things where it's an amazing match, but I cannot watch it because I know of what happens. And I've talked to people, it's like, well, just forget what happens afterwards. I like, I can't. It's horrific. And it's a shame because he's so good. Like, honestly, he... Everything, everywhere in New Japan Fantasy Departures is a little bit anemic right now because everyone's tied up in different storylines. He he would be amazing to have there, but like, he, he just no, I can't. Like, you know, remember when Brian first came back on that SmackDown and he took an apron bomb, bomb from Owens and he just, you twitched because you knew of Brian's history. It would be like that, but the problem is in New Japan, it's a much more hard-hitting style. It's not like in WWE where, like, the worst thing Brian is doing is his toe base. Like, the worst thing Shibata is doing is headbutting people legitimately. And he is a legitimate badass as well. There is absolutely no way that he could return to the ring and New Japan take him aside and say, right, we need you to tone down your style. If Shibata returns Mm -hmm. to the ring, Shibata will be returning to the ring. He is... Amazing though, he has. He also has a perfect sense of where the camera is to create great shots. Like he does his own cinematography and is amazing. Yeah, but I just I don't want if if he's been told don't wrestle again by Japanese doctors who never tell people never to wrestle again, (laughs) never wrestle again. Yeah, it's it's because he's running the dojo, isn't he? Yes, he is. He's running the LA dojo. So he he'll be a great trainer. He's he has so much knowledge in different styles. So. Like, like, keep a steady job. Don't kill yourself. It's it's sad that the man clearly just wants to wrestle, and it is. There's so many parallels to the Daniel Bryan story. Um, like you can see him when he's he was ringside for the G1, um, and you could just see that he wanted to be there. I mean, I don't want to see like you said. I don't want to see him wrestle. I don't want to see him headbutting the shit out of people because. I mean, he's he is lucky to be alive, and that can't be understated. Mm. He was so close to death; it it was untrue. So, 
the fact that you know he's been told that he can't live out you know effectively his dream let's be perfectly honest repeatedly and he's still training towards that obviously not accepting that he has retired it's it's certainly sad and it's not the way I'm sure he would have wanted to go out. It's certainly not the way anyone wanted to see him go out, but it is, it's a crying shame. It really, really is because the man was fantastic and had a massive, massive career ahead of him. In mm. slightly better news, though, and again, I go back to the WrestleZone article. It says, in better news, while it was previously in doubt whether or not Hiromu would even return to New Japan, it now appeared that he is, in quotations, expected to return. However, he's still recovering, and it isn't likely to happen any time soon. Now, the best of the Super Juniors is in June, which, of course, is six months away from where we are recording now. If he doesn't return, Chris... It's going to be an ex... You know, we talk about one talent making all the difference. Hiromu would make just an absolute massive difference to that tournament. He's one of those talents where no matter who he's against, people are interested. Yeah. And, like, there's no one else like that. Like, even Ishimori hasn't quite reached that stage in, like, non-Noah fans' eyes yet. So, it's... It would be definitely be... A worse off. It's like it basically now like having a G G one without Omega or Ibushi, like not your main guy, but still the, probably the most over person in the company. Yeah, it's if he doesn't return, that makes Ishimori the top guy, and unfortunately there is an absolute void of talent on his level because yeah, we're gonna. Not- It'll be Skirls left, Osprey's gone to heavyweight, Hiromu's injured, um, you know, you've lost the Bucks, you've lost a ridiculous amount of talent. Kushida. Kushida, you've, which leaves Taguchi. Taichi. Say again. Taichi. Taichi is not a junior. He was a junior. He was a junior. He held the open weight title. He can no longer challenge for the junior belt. The open weight, the open weight title is an open weight belt. What's he challenging for in New Beginning, Chris? Okay, the IC belt. <laughs> I rest I'm my so case. excited. I'm so excited. We'll I get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. Obviously, we'll keep you updated on Hiromu's injury. Finally, the young lion Katsuya Kitamura, um, who was involved in quite a nasty scooter accident, uh, suffered a severe leg injury. He has had his contract renewed by New Japan for 2019. So whether it, you know... Even though it was unknown whether he'd ever return to the ring again, I didn't know his injury was that bad. It's given fans some hope, I think. You know, New Japan are going to renew his contract for no reason. New Japan uh, don't tend to let go of young lions until they have to. Like, until they've flopped, they probably won't let go of them. No. And I certainly hope that he is fit eventually to wrestle because he was certainly a bright spark in that batch of of young lions and it would be a shame if his career was cut short before we could really see him ascend to the top of the card. It's hard to see um, differences in young lions unless it's a big dude with teeth, but (laughs) yeah. Yeah, the dude with the fangs. Um, And that brings us screechingly towards the next bout of New Japan Wrestling shows, which it just seems to have been fantastic and mania just all the time, and I haven't watched any. I'm going to be perfectly fun. honest with you. It's fun enough. It's it's It'll fill it's... a hole. And that's all you need. And that's all I need. I just need something to For fill your my hole. hole to be filled. That's all I yeah. need, something to fill my hole. <laughs> so, um, the New Japan schedule this year is absolutely fucking Insane. mental. Um, so, right, I think i back to uni as well. Yeah, I mean, the US shows themselves. Um, originally, there was announced two dates, one in California, one in North Carolina. Um, they sold out very, very quickly, bearing in mind that there is no cards announced still, and we are 10 days removed at the time of recording from the California this show. This stinks of Strong Style Evolved. This stinks of Strong Style Evolved, absolutely. They're going to have to change this soon. Um, but because these shows sold out so quickly, they added a third date in America in Tennessee, uh, Nashville, Tennessee, at the War Memorial Auditorium. 
Now, the dates at the moment, Chris, are the California show is on the 30th of January, 10 days away from as we stand now. The second show in America is on the 1st of February. That one is in North Carolina. And the third show, and this is extremely interesting, the third show is in Tennessee on the 2nd of of February, which is the same day as the first new beginning in Sapporo in Japan. Now, again, it's fantastic that New Japan are selling out shows. It's going to be very, very harmful to them if once these three shows are sold out, if they then announce absolute clusterfuck cards. Mm-hmm. Like, we can't rely on Ring of Honor talent in America. America the American fans would just feel shortchanged. Yeah, if you go into New Beginning in Nashville and it is Jay Lethal headlining, <clears throat> that's not what we want. Like, as good as he is, like... You can even see it when Ring of Honor coming over here when we we had less and less um, U, um, U.S. Ta- um, Japanese talent and like the less Japanese talent they had, the less they sold. So like if New Japan pulled the same stunt and like with their own guys, it's just it's not going to work well. This like, can't be a Ring of Honor show. This can't be a Ring of Honor show. But but who's left? <sighs> well. That brings us to the Japan shows. Now, the Japan shows have had their lineups announced. Both Sapporo shows on the 2nd of February and the 3rd of February, and the Osaka show on the 11th of February. All three cards have been announced, and we'll run down the main events of each of those cards. There's no point going through the six-man tags and the new uh, Young Lion matches at the start. Well, if we have a look at the show, there is no Juice Robinson on any of the shows. There's no Beretta on any of the shows. Um, I believe there is no Finley on the shows. Um, there's obviously no Elite. Um, I'm, I'm yet to hear a draw who hasn't left. Um, there's uh, there's not a lot of talent. I mean, if you look at the 2nd of February card, which is the card that um, coincides with the Tennessee show, um, you have got in... Japan, so there's absolutely no way that you are getting them in um, in Tennessee. You have got Okada, Tanahashi, Jay White, Zack Sabre Jr., Evil Sonata, Suzuki, Naito, Bushi, Shingo, Taichi, Kanemaru, Desperado, the gori- the entire Bullet Club, um, Tiger Mask, um, the entire Suzuki Goon. Basically, everyone has been announced for the new beginning in Sapporo on the second. Which Who leaves, isn't injured or released. Yeah, which leaves literally even people like Toa Hanare and the Young Lions are on this show. I mean, you've got Liger, who isn't announced on this show. And that's it. Okay, Liger would, okay. Liger would be a pop, but he's not a drug. This is bad. There's no one. This goes down, I think New Japan expected to have a more full, filled roster by the time they got to this. But there's literally no one. Yeah, there's no Kojima. Um, there's no Nagata. <laughs> right, okay. But here's the thing. We, these aren't draws. Oh, no, absolutely not. And this will be because the night not the where... This will be, uh, there's also no Osprey. So, presumably, the okay. weight title will be defended. There's also no Ibushi. Yeah, but he's injured. Well, yeah, there is that. Um there's no re- there's no word on his return though, so he could potentially return to this show. Apparently he'll be back around. apparently it's gonna be a him and Osprey rematch at either Fuoka or Dominion um to set Osprey up to be in the G one. So who challenges Osprey for the open weight title? I mean it it's on a rising last year it was the Beer City Bruiser taking on <laughs> Goto. We can't have that, Chris. <laughs> I didn't want. I don't remember much from Rising. Was he over in Japan? Was the weirdest he thing fuck? to go over in Japan. Was he to be fuck? Fa- to be fair, if you put New Japan talent versus Ring of Honor talent, you can still do well. Like I think, an Osprey Lethal match or an Osprey Dalton match. Hell, an Osprey Flip match would probably draw. It would, but Flip, so, well, Flip Gordon is injured. With... Oh, I forgot about that. Both um, Flip Gordon oh, and Chris Saban are currently suffered knee injuries. So neither of them are going to be on, on the this same show. show too, wasn't it? On the same show, I believe in matches that followed each other. Uh, eerie. Um, see, now I can just name dream matches. 
we can have with Osprey, but they probably won't draw. Like an Osprey Gresham match would be great, not for an arena. But no, it would be great it... from a wrestling standpoint. But would you pay probably thirty get forty dollars yeah. for? Would you pay thirty forty dollars to see that? No, probably not. I would, but well, yeah, but is that going to get the general wrestling public of Tennessee going? Yeah, no, they're too used to impact in the asylum. Um... Exactly. Oh my God, Osprey versus Abyss. <laughs> oh, you could have picked anyone from Impact there. Oh, I know. Um, I know. So, basically, let's, let's steer away from the US shows because until the cards are announced, we can't, you know, we can't mm-hmm. talk too much about them. I imagine they will be announced uh, sometime this week. Also, there's no Ishii, by be. the way. There's no what? There's, oh, Ishii. it'll be Ishii Nagata. Oh, fucking. Okay, sign me up. I'm I'm sold. Yeah, Ishii Nagata will be on one of these shows because neither of them are on this show, and that was set up at New Year Dash. So I imagine oh, that'll be um, what we get. Cobb. There's no Cobb. There's no Rapongi 3K. Goto. There's no Goto. He can fuck off. Um, so it would be Cobb Goto. Right. Okay. It's not okay, going to be think... a terrible card. It's not terrible, but it's not sort of like big move into US card. It's not New Japan. It's not a New Japan. You can't have a New Japan card without Okada, Tanahashi, Naito, and it, not all three, but you haven't got any of them. You haven't got any of I've, LIJ, who are the most I, overstable in the US. I've I've been to Ring of Honor shows, but I'm more New Japan than this. Yeah, it's it's not great. Anyway, but, so we'll we'll keep with the with the cards that have been announced. The new beginning in Sapporo, the first night. Um, is the LIJ sort of Suzuki Goon continuation of that feud that start well continued at New Year Dash? We've got a six man tag with Shingo, Bushi, and Naito taking on Despi, Kanemaru, and Taichi. You've then got Sonada taking on Suzuki, which will be fucking brilliant. Absolutely. You've then got Evil taking on Zack Sabre Jr., another great match. Ho- hopefully, Chris Jericho won't come out and ruin it again. Well,. Chris Jericho hasn't been announced for any of these cards, believe it or not. He never is. No. And then you've got Okada and Tanahashi taking on Bad Luck Farley and Jay White. That is on the second. That's the first night of Sapporo. Mm-hmm. There's more interesting matches on the road tier because Kushida and Tana are on the road tier. That's the 29th. Also... Yeah. Yeah. Um, moving on to the second night of Sapporo, which is the 3rd of February, we've got an absolute an just amalgamation of uh, six-man tags um, up until we get to the sixth match, which is the IWGP Junior Tag Team Championship with Shingo and Bushi taking on Desperado and Kanemaru. We've then got the Tag Team Championship title match between Sonada and Evil, the current champions taking on Sabre and Suzuki. Oh my God, I'm excited about that. Yes, the Rev Pro Tag Team Champions versus the IWGP Tag Team Champions. Mate, why the fuck aren't Suzuki and Sabre Jr.? Just teaming. Um, because they want them both for singles. Well, I've just watched a tag league where fucking Azuka was with Suzuki. Tell me why I didn't <laughs> have Sabre and Suzuki in tag league. They didn't even have to win. Because they need a four guy. Well, I think they win tag league next year. They're my early prediction. Quote me right now. January 20th, 2019. Suzuki and Sabre win tag league I'm, 2019. I'm picking for best friends, but instead of... Chucky T goes mad and brings in candy floss. <sighs> <laughs> and then the main event of the final Sapporo show is uh, Naito and Tai Chi for the Intercontinental Championship. It's actually my most anticipated match of the whole new beginning. Like, I mean, just taking your love of Tai Chi out of it. It's the only one we haven't seen. Yeah, I mean, taking your love of Tai Chi out of this completely. Give me a percentage chance from a standpoint away from the match and your love of weird, weird man crush on Tai Chi, what percentage chance has he got of beating Naito? Mm, 40. But, again, New Japan make weird decisions. They, they, well, they need more people in the heavyweight division. Naito's a perfect fit there. Yeah. Um... Tai Chi... <laughs> Taichi had the best run of as an openweight champion in 2018. Because, you know, the belt was just not around for about eight months of 2018. Um, <laughs> no, he's not winning, but I I, I just I want to see what he does. This is the biggest match he's ever had. I want to see how he performs. 
Yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm he's excited a, for he, the match. He's an amazing heel. Yeah, he's fantastic. If he wins in the main event of that show, you will hear unbelievable reaction. You will not hear, a great you, one. You will hear a scream of joy coming from just outside of Edinburgh. Yeah, it's. It, I imagine I will hear it from here if they win. If he wins, sorry. <laughs> you just you just sitting there reading the newspaper, and it's like, oh. Tai Chi won. Oh, Tai Chi won. Um, and then the Osaka show from the 11th of February that sees the uh, junior heavyweight tag, uh, sorry, the junior heavyweight championship match between Ishimori and Taguchi. I will give you now 0% chance of Taguchi taking that off Ishimori. Um, you've then got the, sp- and I, I put this in quotation marks, okay? Special mm-hmm. singles match between Kazuchika Okada and Bad Luck Farley. <laughs> to be fair, I think Okada is probably Farley's best opponent. Apart from maybe Makabe. I'm not even joking about one. Um, I mean, Okada, you can argue that with anyone. You can argue that with anyone. The man, the man is an absolute genius when it comes to wrestling. You could put anyone over, but bad luck Farley in the semi-main event. It's because Tana and Okada have a mega power thing going on, so taking on Jay White's heavy makes sense. Yeah. And then that brings us to the main event of Osaka, which is the IWGP Heavyweight Championship between Hiroshi Tanahashi and Jay White. Couple of questions. I'm kind of over this match. You kind of over it. Kind of. uh, Yeah, like they've had really good matches, but we've never properly like felt massive. Like it's always been obvious who's winning going in, even in the D1. Like Tana always puts someone over on the first night. Doesn't that make this more interesting? Because in my opinion. There's no way of telling who's winning this. Absolutely yeah, no way. But it makes it very interesting, but at the same time, I'm not overly rooting for either. I, I do really like both, but like neither of them are my ideal champion. No, I think if Jay White loses here, you hurt him far more than if Tanahashi loses. Yeah, absolutely. I think Tanner's had too many victories over Jay White at this point. Yeah, I think, um, I think how much they built Jay White at Dash, mm-hmm. Jay White has to win this. Absolutely. He also needs to somehow look older. He does because it looks about twelve. I'll I grant you that. I, I I look older than fucking um, JY. I've seen you. No, you don't. Um, I have a, I have a big boy beard. A big man beard. Yes, you do have a big what? man beard. And Jay White doesn't, <laughs> but Jay White does have abs, which neither of us have. So um, yeah, but we don't have to take our shirts off for a living. Well, we don't have to. We just do. Um, I don't know about you. I'm sitting topless um, right now. Yeah, made you weird. I am made very you feel covered weird, up. didn't you? You're very covered up. It doesn't. After Black Hole, nothing's weird. <laughs> Nothing happened, guys, I promise. Um, what I mean. happened the Black Hole stays in Black Hole? <laughs> I've got Jay White at 75% here, taking it. I've got. I can see him. I can see either man walking away. But at the same time, Tanner isn't known for losing at the most convenient times, is he? No. But he's a very he's a very I, I was about to say Hogan, but that's not fair in Tanner. Um, he's a very Cena figure. Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll grant you I'll grant you Cena. I don't think he's anywhere near Hogan levels of political bullshit. In K in kayfabe, he's Hogan levels. Yeah, but again, it should make him a heel. I think he'll have more, more, more respect for Jay White. Obviously, Jay White came through the Young Lion system. He's New Japan through and through than he ever had mm-hmm. for Kenny. Yeah. And yeah, he'll, he's don't get me wrong. Win matches, he's very giving. Just letting people go over, he's not like he beats people when he definitely shouldn't have beaten them. Like Billy Gunn, uh, the G One <laughs> special. <laughs> yes, because everyone wants Billy Gunn as the IWGP Intercontinental Champion. Tell you what, Bill, I I was watching that, but I literally for the G One special, I literally walked in. After a night out, one AM, just realizing, oh, it's about to start. I'll stay up, kept chugging, and by the time Billy Gunn was on, I was like, "Yeah, Billy, yes, you're the ass man." <laughs> I'm an ass man. Um, <laughs> yeah. Altogether, the new beginning I'm... card, considering we lost the elite, and loads of people are like, "Oh, well, New Japan's not worth watching without the elite." Fuck off. Oh, These cards are off. great. These cards are they can great. Absolutely, fuck off. I haven't seen that sentiment. Fuck off. You fucks. Um, no, this is definitely the best cards they could pull together. Um, they have left, in reflection, they have left off enough for respectable shows in the US. Maybe let the tag tag. They've, they've somewhat overreached here. Like, we don't need both the tag titles and the 
BIWGP, IC, and World. They could have sent the tag over to America with Suzuki and uh, LIJ. But yeah, I'm 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 looking forward to these shows more more than I was for destruction shows. Yeah, absolutely. I think these for these feel bigger than the destruction shows. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, one. So people missing from the entire tour. We've got no open weight championship defense at this, which tells mm-hmm. me that Osprey is in America. We've yeah. got no six man tag team championship defense. But they're on. They're still on the God. So they are still on God, and God, I believe, are on every single card bar the second one, which is after mm-hmm. the American tour. But don't forget that there is obviously two dates before this. So there is the 30th in California and there's the first in North Carolina. So I imagine they are going to be defended on one of those shows. And again, you know, the first two shows in California and North Carolina, there's no there's no dates that are corresponding. So we could have the entire New Japan roster in theory at the first two America shows. It's just the second, it's just the final one that we are going to be not necessarily scraping the barrel, but... That would burn out the talent, and New Japan aren't about burning out their talent. No, true. But if you think about after New, uh, sorry, the New Beginning shows, what have we got left? We've got the New Japan Road, we've got the Anniversary Show, we've got Honor Rising. The an- anniversary. anniversary Show always, always has like, a good main event and like a fucky end card. Yeah, but again, it's it's not a massive show. It's not one they go balls mm-hmm. out for. It's normally in Kurokin, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, the next big thing is the New Japan Cup. Which, yeah. And I'm... then it's Madison Square Garden. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, to be fair, New Japan Cup could be lit this year, depending on who's in it. And again, it's lit every year. It's lit every year, and it's always a surprise. Um, I'm still going Sonata to win it. To be fair, I, I wasn't that big a surprise when Shibata won it. No. Were you surprised when Sabre won it? Oh, I was surprised all the way through Sabre's run. I did not expect him to get pushed that hard. I was expecting Nabushi. Well, who did he go over? He went over Ibushi, he went over Sonata, he went over Naito, yeah. Sonata's not that big, that wasn't that big a deal at the time, but fucking Naito had just headlined the Tokyo Dome. So. Don't forget you say that, though. Don't forget Sonata had just headlined the new beginning shows in an IWGP heavyweight title match against Okada. He was never winning, but, yeah, you know, true. He wasn't true, but like, it was a very long reign. Everyone got a shot at Okada. Fale got a shot at Okada. That's true. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, we mentioned New Japan Road, and this brings me to my second to last piece of news. And last of any real relevance, because my last piece of news is a complete fluff piece. Um, but <laughs> we talked about the uh, announcement of a retirement and I will preface this by saying that yes, I rag on Azuka at least twice a podcast. But when you look at what even on the UK podcast, even on the UK podcast, even on the Impact podcast, I rag on him at least twice. At least my at least at least my running jokes are positive. Exactly. I will say now though that I aren't going to. I'm not going to say anything negative about him during this. He's announced his retirement, and his retirement will take place on the New Japan Road Show at Corrigan Hall on Thursday, the 21st of February. Now. This was astonishing, quite frankly. He started in New Japan Mm. in 1985, which means that he has been with the company for just under 35 years. He's He's been been there longer than Liger, longer than Nagata, longer than Tenzin, longer than... He was around in the Three Musketeers days. Yeah, I mean, 34 years with a company is fucking ridiculous. To be fair, I think some of it was in Noah for... Oh no, because he was in Chaos... Not in chaos. Yeah, in chaos. Yeah, he was. Yano. So he was in chaos originally, um, and then of course he went to this whole wild man <laughs> gimmick, which is absolutely ridiculous. But again, I'm not going. No, to... he always had he always had the wild man thing. It was Yano's wild drinking buddy. Well, there you go. Um, I mean, we we've we've always said that he's never been the greatest in the ring, and even when he was, you know not this ridiculous man who bit people's heads and feet and all sorts. He wasn't the best in the ring, but 34 years, you know, he's retiring at the age of 52. Um, He's a three-time IWGP heavyweight tag team title holder. He's a one-time GHC tag team champion. Noah, he's got accolades and you know what? He deserves, I'm sure, what will be a very emotional send-off come New Japan Road. Um, It's not been announced yet who he's going to take on. Which brings me to my point, Chris. Who would you like to see Azuka take on? Yeah, no, that would be bollocks. It would be. It would also be poetic, I suppose. <laughs> no, but it would be, a, it would be amazing bollocks. 
yeah, I mean, it's New Japan Road. No one really gives a shit about that card. Um, but it would be nice for Izuka, for Izuka's final match to mean something. I mean, if his last match is against, I, I don't know, Oka, then that makes absolutely <laughs> no sense. You know, if it's fair, against... it makes, I think it might make more sense than Super Strong Machine class match during the Road 2 shows for Destruction. Yeah, fair Where it was like, the, the, the strong machines, which were just a bunch of random wrestlers in masks, versus uh, LIJ, just randomly. Yeah, and one thing this does do, it does eliminate the possibility of yet another Suzuki and Izuka tag team in Tag League, which excites me more than it should do. Um, but yeah, fair play to Izuka, 52 years old, retiring after 34 years with the company on and off. That's that's a sensational run, and fair play to him. I'll be watching that and applauding with the rest. Yeah. My final fluff piece, Chris, and this might be my favourite piece of news possibly ever. Now, I don't know if you've heard, but Mr. McMahon, Vince McMahon, has announced that the XFL is coming back next year. The, uh, yeah, the, I know about that. Yeah, the alternative to the NFL. Have you heard who has recently been um, approached to play in the league? Or was it Tamatanga? It is Tangaloa. Tangaloa yeah, has has tweeted out, yo, I forgot to tell y'all, last night the XFL 2020 talked to me about playing. Now, I'm not going to say Vince is out of touch, but sending a letter about a knockoff NFL and the potential to play to a, comp- to a wrestler who is currently in a company that rivals your own is ridiculous. Right. Is this clarified by anyone but Tangaloa? It, yeah, who has wrestled for his company? It's, to be honest, I wouldn't be surprised if Vince didn't know he was Tangaloa. It probably it wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Like, who did we used to have who was, had a football background? And I wouldn't be surprised if fucking Tito Sabatelli was in um, an XFL team. Roman Reigns. Yeah, um, who else had a football background? Keith Luke. Go. Uh, Moose. Candy Floss. Can- yeah, Candy Floss is notorious reign as part of the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, how could we forget? <laughs> yes. Um, Ginny. Ginny, of course. Yeah, absolutely. Abs- I tell you what I wouldn't mess with, genuinely, if she was part of an NFL team, Rhea Ripley. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. No, I, she w- would I would not. Absolutely destroy me. Absolutely Dave destroy me. You know what? I now want the XFL just to be different teams from different um, brands. Who would you like to see as part of an XFL team? Tell us in the links below. <laughs> what would the NXT UK team be? There's so many good options. I mean, you've got Dave Mastiff, Eddie Dennis. Eddie Dennis. Uh, Dunn. Dunn, Tyler you. Bate. Seven. Trent Seven as safety. Yeah, absolutely. You, you, could, you could have all these people and then just an absolute carrier like Candy Flowers. But then if you think about it, on wide receivers, you've got, you know, you need your quick people who are great at catching. You've got Flash Morgan, Webster, so Mark Andrews. Andrews yep. Devlin. Devlin, yeah. No, Devlin's the quarterback. Devlin's the quarterback. If you if you need a kicker, um, who's great at kicks in NXT? Bartel. Martel. There we go. Bartel will be your punter. And to be honest, boys. Walter. Walter. Oh my God. No, he'd be your safety. He'd be your safety, wouldn't he? I mean, I, I don't watch American football. I don't know any of this apart from quarterback and kicker because I watch Glee. Because you watch what? Glee. 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 Let's sign off the podcast, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I don't think there's any coming back from that ridiculous bombshell. Um, that's all the news I've got for everyone. Fucking hell, what a week. What a couple of weeks of news. That's an hour's worth of news. Absolutely ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. But we'll be back when we're reviewing all of the new beginning shows, all six of them. Oh, my Lord. I, and this isn't even most the, in- the most intense part of New Japan. <laughs> It's really not. It's really not. Just wait till best of Super Juniors and G1. Jesus Christ. Super Juniors isn't too bad. That's like every three days. It's G1. I'm like, God. God. Save me. <laughs> but yeah, sign off, Chris. Let's see how you do signing off this week. Alright. <laughs> That's been the Young Lion podcast. I have been your host, Chris O'Brien. Find me at Young Lion CXT on Twitter. Um, you can find Rob at Real Gob, um, Rob Goodwin. Good stuff. Real Gob. Real Gob Rodwin. Uh, um, you can find stuff. Gaff at Drummer Jackson. He has a band. I forget what the band is called, but he's the drummer. Um, follow follow the pod mania places at all the places from the beginning. Follow Chair Shot because 
they might give us things, they won't give us things. Um, <laughs> that's that's everything. Goodbye, guys.